broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauslin Timison. The Sauce Report is sponsored by Public Investments. Public Investment is a marketing firm out of New York City. It is a firm that I use in order to trade uh, stocks, also trade cryptocurrency, and now they have introduced NTFs. They're a great organization and they're a great company in order to start trading. And even if you're experienced or non-experienced, they can teach you along the way. I use Public Investments as a stepping stone to save for my future. After all, I want to have family of my own. And I'm sure I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck even after I retire. That's why I started early by investing and saving my money through public investing. You are more than welcome to check out public investments at publicinvestings.com to find more information. And if you're interested in uh, investing go with them, click on the link below on my link and then you will, they will help you get set up. And now that, but you get a share as a startup. How exciting is that? Once again, this episode is brought to you by Public Investments. Well, hello, and welcome to the Sauce Report. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am. Well, first of all, I'd like to um, wish my heart and uh, for the families affected in Maine. Now, there's a lot of things going on, and... I was very hesitant on doing this episode, you know, because I didn't know, I don't know what kind of feedback I'm going to get with this. I don't know what kind of, I mean, when you're going to do something with gun control, mention anything with gun control, you have to watch, you have to kind of walk the line. But then I realized that why are we walking the line when it's a clear cut problem? It's a clear cut situation. Now, I understand if you look at the problems. Now, this episode is, you're more than welcome to skip this episode, or if not. But it's going to be more whether is gun control an excuse to push for a a certain agenda, or do we actually need so-called gun control? Now, here's my personal take on it. Before I get into the dive, and this is pertaining to this certain subject, this certain shooting that happened in Maine. I understand that we have mental illness. It's rampant across America. I understand that we have people off drugs, you know, because they're high on drugs. And thanks to this administration, they want to make a healthy crack cocaine. I understand that. Now, I, I also understand that we have a lot of illegal immigrants crossing the border at a super high rate. And it's interesting how they're not looking at that situation. They're turning a blind eye. But what they're turning to a a certain topic is people with guns. Now, if you look at history and if you look at our Constitution, it was based off of our founding fathers. And that they wanted to have us protect ourselves. Now, I personally find it interesting that somehow 
you know, somehow like the subway shooting. I'm trying to watch. I'm tr- like, as I'm recording this, or as like I'm talking to this, I'm like sweating, <laughs> and I'm trying to walk. I'm trying to somehow be careful of what I'm gonna say. See, the problem when you do a podcast, this kind of a hot topic podcast, is you don't know what kind. You're afraid of the. But you're afraid because it scares you to figure out what's really going on. It really. You know, I had to research, and when you research, when you do a topic, research topic, it scares the bejeevers out of you. And so when you talk about it, it really scares you because it's frightening to see what the government is really up to. So you look at the subway shooting, for instance. Don't you find it interesting how the cameras were suddenly off when that individual went with an AR-15? Don't you find that interesting how when they, he went on there somehow on the subway shooting and killed a bunch of people, but then he went at large? I mean, don't you also find that interesting? Don't you also find this shooting, what happened a couple days ago, like yesterday, don't you find that to be interesting too? How only a day before at 3 p.m. you had the fascist, the fascocrats, or known as the new modern-day Nazi Germany party, they came out stating this, or I call, they said this. Sloppy Harris said, Congress must pass an assault weapons ban. President Joe Biden will sign it. You mean Obama will also sign it. And that was sent at, that was sent at 1024, 23. So it was on the 24th of October at 3 or 5 p.m. Well, literally the next day, October 25th, around 8 p.m., there was a shooting. And the interesting part you have to look at is the main police, the state police put a, uh, a put hypothetically this whole state in lockdown. So everyone was supposed to seek in shelter. That's what was supposed to happen. But a lot of people didn't heed the warning. And now look what happened. Over 22 lives were taken. But what's despicable about it is that there could be potential wrong plane because now they can't find the individual. See, the problem is it's not don't find, it's, the problem is don't ban guns because you honestly think a law-abiding citizen is going to grab an assault rifle and do like do something stupid with it? No, especially a veteran, especially a person that has been trained. And if you do it, if you do it abidingly and uh, obey the laws with it, it's a lot harder getting that kind of a gun. Realistically, it is because number one. If you go, if you go and purchase a firearm, you have to go to either Fleet Farm or you have to go to a Class A firearms dealer. Now, what a Class A firearms dealer is, is that if you're to purchase a firearm, it, they have to register. You have to register the gun under your name, so you can't be going. Uh, you can't go sell it to a gun show and buy the AR-15. You can't. It has to. Those are not Class A people. Those are your just your your good next door neighbors getting together and trading guns. Now half of those guns are older and they can, they're more collectibles. 
But the interesting part is when you look at AR-15, you have to go through a class A, either through Fleet Farm. Well, I wouldn't say Fleet Farm has it, but it has to be through a special dealership, the one that's been trained and through, and that's the one that's got like certified to say no by the federal government say, hey, no, I can certify this. I have the law and the right to do so. And they ask you certain questions and <clears throat> typically it does, it takes at least a couple days for you to get, uh, to get the green light because they have to do a thorough background check on you. They have to make sure that you are, uh, you have the proper licensing. Number one, you also have to make sure that you are like, like you have, you have a location you're staying at, like a certain house and now that, but then even before typical, a good dealer would make sure that you have a safe before to make sure that you store that kind of a weapons thing. And so then, <clears throat> so those, there's so much that goes behind it in the purchasing. And then after, after a couple of days, then you come back and then you have to answer a couple of questions and. And typically they give you, after you answer those couple questions, after they make a couple phone calls, you get the green light. Then you can, then you have the assault rifle. But it's interesting because the people that tend to do, to do these mass shootings, they play the narrative as, oh, well, it's mental health. Oh, whoopsies, that's mental health. Now I understand mental health is a, a real thing it's a real issue but that card has been played way too much let's think about it that card has been played way too much in order to get away with certain things see the the bigger question i have and i've been thinking about throughout today and prior to recording this podcast or this episode is why are we not focusing on the bigger issue, the elephant at hand. Why are we having the federal government, our so-called politicians, tweeting ahead of time, saying that we must ban assault weapons? Even the Democrat National Party Committee. See, it's, this has become a political party issue, and here's why. The Democrats wanted, actually the Democrats, known as the Nazi Party, they want to take things away from you. They want to take your freedoms away. They want to take your ability to take, to buy anything away. They don't want you to have a crossbow. That's like exactly what Nazi Germany did. Especially while Israel had, they had the strictest gun laws in Israel. They did. They had the strictest. And you know what happened? While they had the strictest gun laws, they went and, uh, they're handing guns out now to people. And they're Benjamin Yahoo saying, no, have a gun in your house because our country's under attack. See, the interesting part is, is that our, our politicians are not listening to other countries around the world. But, but on the other hand, we do support terrorists. So it is, I mean, heavens forbid, we got to make sure the terrorists have our assault weapons so you can take your mom and pop assault weapons and you can the government can take your guns away and then give it to maybe Afghanistan and Iran, depends, maybe Ukraine. That's where they're going to go to probably. That's called the Consider the Buyback Program. See, what's nuts about it is that this is happening in America and you have Kathleen Harris and fascist Biden 
applauding dictatorship countries for their tight gun control laws. Last time I checked, this is a free nation. Why are we applauding fascist countries? See, I'm going to make a publication tomorrow. I'm going to make a press release statement saying that we need to be aware of what's going on. And at this rate, we're going to, and get, and another thing I also noticed is how under President Joe Biden or under President Trump, Donald J. Trump, we didn't have very many mass shootings. Thank goodness. But under President Joe Biden, under Obama, we had mass shootings. Have you noticed that? I, I, I will notice that a lot. The subway shooter, he got paid by the FBI. The main shooter, he got trained by the FBI too. Oh, but somehow he has mental illness. Well, if you get trained by the FBI, you don't, that's not mental illness. That's called being smart. And if you get trained by the military per se, that's really smart because you can't hold a gun if you have like some kind of depression. As a matter of fact, in the military, if you show any signs of depression, they normally do very cognitive tests. They do multiple tests. And while you're doing the test taking, if you are in security forces, you are taking off detail of security forces and you are not allowed to touch a firearm. So you normally have a desk job. I would know this because I served in the United States military. And I've encountered this multiple times. For instance, I had a colleague. She was starting to have depression. So right away she was and yes, she was in security forces. So what did security forces do? The moment that the doctor said, okay, she has, we officially diagnosed her with her depression. She later on, here's what the military does. So the military does a thorough test evaluation to make sure that she's not making it up or make sure that anyone's not making it up, number one. Number two, she also makes sure, number two, they also make sure that you are not uh, joking around with it. But even if you were, which there are people in the military that do joke around with it. And even if you joke around with it, you you have to be very serious about it. It's a sensitive subject. And so if you, during that time, they take your firearms privileges away because they want to make sure that your squadron and your flight is safe, number one. They want to make sure that the people around you are safe. So then you then go into a transfer where you switch jobs. So during that transfer job switch, if clinically diagnosed, you are then working in behind the desk, either doing dispatch, well, not doing dispatch, paperwork, paper pushing. But during the paper pushing process, you are not allowed to go during any drills, during any practices, during any firearms training, because you are no longer capable. You're considered barred. Anyway, that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. But it's not, so, it's, it's not also a good thing either, because if you get transferred out of the, your job, that hurts against your promotion. But either way, the big picture of it is the Air Force, the military, well, from my experience, the military takes that very serious. So if you get trained in it, that means you don't have depression or anything. And another thing is, is that I hate to say it, but why are we catching more of these people, like especially Maine? If he got away the massacre manhunt, why are we catching them right away? After all, Maine is as liberal as you can get, number one. Number two, 
you, I mean, this is as progressive as a state as you can get. They have more tight gun control laws than you can ever have. So why are we taking so long? After all, there's so many facial recognitions out there. When you go by a toll, toll booth, you know, if, you, if you're living in the Midwest, so you have quite a bit of toll booths, you live in the East Coast, toll booths and all that. If you go by a toll booth, you normally have, and you don't pay your iPass or you, don't, you just drive right through, you already have a mail coming in. And by the time you get there, you probably have a ticket already. And it's interesting because in the moment it takes, a, it takes a picture of your front of your car and the back of your car. I, and I did this, by the way. I went and drove to Rockford. I went to drove to drove to Illinois. This was the first time I never had an iPass or pay by plate. So what happened was I took a I drove without paying because they typically have I didn't know this two things different exists existing. But when the thing came in the mail, I saw I did a, a peace sign and they I smiled really big. And the camera looks at your face. So it knows who you are and it takes a picture of your license plate. So you're telling me that we can't catch this guy or are we not? We don't want to catch him yet. But okay. That maybe that's more of a logical thing. And another thing is, is that you're telling all, you're also telling me that it's okay though. No one, no one wants to question that, that tweet from Harris. See, the problem I have is so many people are afraid to challenge this administration. So many people are afraid to challenge the GOP, challenge the Democrat Party. They're afraid to because they're afraid to get canceled. They're afraid. Ooh, come on! Like what? What the hell is matter? It's okay. We we need to challenge. We need to grill some set of balls and start pushing back. You know when they tell you start abandoning assault weapons. That's the big picture saying, no, well, it's not going to go to only assault weapons. It's only going to go to, well, ban 12 gauge, ban 30 rounds, ban 15 rounds, ban any purchase, ban any way of getting handguns. Look at Chicago. Chicago is a perfect city to compare to. Chicago is, you consider Russia, I compare Chicago to Ukraine 2.0. They're a disgusting city. They're political. I'm not saying all, all, the people in Chicago are great people. There are great people in every city, but the geopolitical guard, I'm talking about geopolitical, geopolitically, they're the guard, they're the slum of the slum. And they have more shootings than any other city. Compared to Los Angeles, they're right up there. California, same, other th same thing, slum of the slums, geopolitically. They have the tightest gun control, but they have more shootings. Do you honestly think a criminal cares whether if he has to register his assault weapon or not? Who knows? That criminal probably bought the assault weapon on the black market. I mean, after all, Iran and Syria, they probably should. Oh, Afghanistan. I won't be. Afghanistan. The Taliban owns. I mean, they're a criminal entity. Do you think they care about, like, oh, okay. Uh, Al Akbar, you got to you gotta sign this and swear on Al Akbar. You're not going to do anything bad with it. No. There, there are some bad people that are coming across the border, and they have, they carry them in boxes. This is what happens when you don't close your freaking border. This is what happens when you drop off a whole bunch of assault weapons and M16s in another country, and you don't do a proper exit. Once again, this is thanks to good old Brandon, who cares more about drinking coffee and making a weird look and saying, I'm back.
and then falls off the stage, or who knows, stumbles on stage, looks, shakes around ghosts and all that. I mean, this is not even a political thing. I mean, but here's the thing, though. They want to ban assault weapons, but at the same time, they're going to have their bodyguards carry assault weapons. That should also tell you, too. That should tell you something. They're going to take your rights away of purchasing. They're going to take your rights to protect yourself, but they're going to protect themselves. Another perfect example is the autonomous zone. Did, did you also notice that the people that were there, that the Chavas and stuff that had the autonomous zones in Seattle and Portland, none of those people were prosecuted for having assault rights. None of those people were prosecuted. That individual that got shot in, that young kid that got shot in the Thomas zone, he wasn't charged for it. See, I find that to be interesting. And I also find out that that same group, the Thomas zone, which is as far in Tifa as you can get, they do, they love to do their dirty work. They will do the dirty work even if it has to take lives. That's how disgusting they really are. They will do anything. They will bitch and they will complain. Say, oh, well, we got to protect ourselves. Well, I thought you guys are love and harmony. Some are love. Remember Seattle 2020? Well, we got to protect ourselves from somehow. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess assault weapons do work. You Nimrod. See, none of this makes sense. And we can't be okay with this. You can't just sit back and say, oh, what a travesty. No, we... Well, they're going to, and it's interesting because they're lock and step right away. And they, this was all going on the day before. And it was the same day that Speaker Johnson got elected. This is no coincidence. This gun control thing is no coincidence. These mass shootings that's been going on frequently under this Biden administration is no coincidence. Like he hasn't already screwed things up anymore. I mean, I thought Ukraine thing was, I mean, $60 billion to Ukraine, $1.3 billion to Hamas. Yeah, I thought that was bad enough. And now we have them taking your rights away. I mean, look at Australia. They have more stabbings than anything else. They, they have more stabbings going on in, than gun violence. That should scare you. Oh, but they're peaceful people. Look at them. They're great people. We need to be like Australia. See, the thing is that this administration and this government, and the Republicans are right in lock and step. We got to support gun control. We got to, yeah, well, we need to. There is no reason for assault weapons. So, yeah, we'll go push it a little bit further. You see what the Republicans are doing, too? They're going along with this. They're going along with this as well. Oh, but Ukraine, oh, let's arm Ukraine with assault weapons. Oh, yep, it's vital. We have to protect Ukraine. Don't you don't you want to worry about your own safety of your own people? Heavens forbid, I'm more worried about what's going on at the southern border than I'm worried about going on Ukraine. I mean, we've spent so much ammunition, but they're de purposely depleting our stock, though. They want to do this. See, this is their bigger agenda. I know about you, but I'm, I'm pissed. And that's where I have to pinch myself multiple times. Am I in America or am I back in Russia? Because this is exactly what the Russian government does. They arm up the government. They beef up the government. They take your rights away as a people. Whoa, that is, oh, that's a free country. That's a, that is a perfect example. Let's use Russia as an example. 
I don't know. I'm just, we as a nation, we need to wake up and we need to real smell the roses and see what is really going on with our nation. Because this whole shooting that just happened, I'm fired up. And this is should be very concerning. Because once again, they're, and the thing is that it's not going to stop at gun control. They've already been pushing that defund the police because they want to make the state police. They want to make the police statewide so the federal government and the state government has control over them instead of your local and city officials. That is psychotic. That's what a communist country does. And see, it's interesting how so many people are willing to fly the Palestine flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to protect Palestine. That's going to be another subject. I think that we're going to be talking about that tomorrow before we talk about the JetBlue experience. But this comes more precedent. You know, I as I end it, I just want to give you a sounding of hope, though. No matter what happens, there is a reason why we're going through this. But I can tell you, though, it is time for us to wake up, to realize what is going on, and to counteract and to stop this shenanigans. And how we can do that is by going to the voting booth and vote based on what has happened in your life. When it comes to gun control, base it off, are you safer now than before? I mean, that's a logical question. Are you safer now? Do you feel safe going out on the street? Like going for a walk at nighttime? I sure don't. And I live in a small city. I don't feel safe at all. Like I was in Madison the other day and there were, a bunch, there were shootings. We drove by a shooting as if it was a normal evening. Do you think that is normal on the east side of Madison? I don't think so. And so the other question is, and I have to leave, and I'm going to leave you with this. Are you ready to kneel down to the government if it were push comes to shove? Do you want to kneel down anymore? And are you willing to give up your freedoms quickly? I'm sure not. Because this can be a hell of a lot harder getting the freedom back when it's already been taken away. And our freedoms are being taken away quicker than you know it. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have an awesome day. And remember to keep us saucy. Bye. You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time, and keep it saucy. Thank you.